Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I even brought my coffee. It's so early. Do you stop at Dunkin' and get an iced coffee in the morning? I do. And it's still there? Yeah. Like it's... You've had that for five hours? Yeah. That's... 4, 4.30 this morning was the pickup. And that's all you've taken down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. It's the worst damn sports show, period. <laughs> Setting the bar low for sports talk in Denver. Sorry. The uh, special Friday release of the worst damn sports show, period. Good morning. How you doing? I'm Steve Burrell. That is Beardo. Hello. And that is uh, some child wandered into the studio with the freshly shorn face. <laughs> 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 I thought you were going to make a joke about the caffeine. Yeah. No. Um, it was funny. I went and got my hair cut this week and I shaved off all what was a beard. Now, Beardo makes fun of my beard because it's blonde. <laughs> and so it doesn't really look like a beard, right? Like if it was <laughs> if it was brown hair or black hair, it would look like fuller. Yeah, yeah. But because it's blonde, it doesn't really show I up. I don't think that's the problem. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I also grow in like a 16-year-old. Yeah, but that might be but the when problem. I, when I let it grow all the way, when I give it a month and a half to grow all the way in, I at least have a coverage. It's all right. Um, but uh, I was sitting in the chair getting ready to get all cut up and everything. And I just kind of let the, the barber do what she wants to do. Like, I don't really give her too much direction. Sure. I just, just like cut a bunch of it off and I'll get my hair cut again in eight months from now. Is it the same person that you go to? No. Or is it just random? Mix? Just random. Okay, yeah. I just, it, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to like my haircut anyway. Right. So cut it and then it'll grow back out. Uh, but I was looking in the mirror and I'm like, I have a friend who's a death metal singer. And I look like a death metal singer right now. <laughs> you look like you should play bass in some 90s right. like helmet or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then she cut my hair and I shaved and I'm like, I look like an Alabama frat boy right now. <laughs> so no winning for dubs. No, there's not. Listen, it's hard to make this look good. The last time I made a random whoever it is kind of stop for a haircut like I used to do. Like I'm not going to say exactly where it was, but it rhymes with schmoids <laughs> and i went in and this dude was cutting my hair and i was just like yeah you know just make it shorter whatever and he's like all right and he starts cutting and like he breaks out the straight razor which is mm. unusual you know yes. the neck and stuff yeah but he starts doing like this part like my temples like the front and then he starts like on my sideburns but not like on the bottom but like on the edges and i'm just kind of along for the ride just being like this is different <laughs> <laughs> and i i got to my car because that's you know you look at it real quick you're like cool thank you you know and just wander out and i was looking in the rearview mirror and i was like what happened <laughs> what is going on and he told me he gave you this cut where he like you know boxed out like my temples like around my forehead so I had, like this square thing on my forehead and like he pencil thinned my so i was like why would i anybody want this <laughs> and was it like super like pale skin around the edges yeah, <laughs> yeah. like it was, it was really and it was face also was outlined it was also a week before i started here mm. so i'm just like oh great now i gotta like wander into my brand new work <laughs> i gotta <laughs> meet everyone crazy haircut <laughs> and it's like it was like really choppy short it was the worst haircut is the only time i ever complained and actually called the place and i was like you know i don't want to 
rock the boat too much, but you should know like what's going on here. I'm like, oh, we're really sorry about that. Come this on in. We'll give you a, Did they fix it? We'll give you a free hair. No, I was like, I'm no, believe I, I never want to walk in there again. <laughs> so, anyway, that's my story. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so uh, freshly shaven. But I went on a date last night, and she said she liked that, nice. so that's good. That's yeah. what matters, right? <laughs> that's positive. <laughs> All right. Why, why are you shaking the beard? I just gave me the most <laughs> condescending shake of the head that He's didn't like, make sure, it on to the podcast. Canadian girlfriend that you <laughs> met? No, it was... There was a tweet that Dubs put out earlier this week about sliding into someone's DMs, so I was curious if that was <laughs> that is not, no. where this date stemmed this, from. This was a Bumble date. It was oh, not. Okay. It did not stem from sliding into somebody's DMs. <laughs> but I was asking for a friend, Beardo. No, wasn't, you weren't. I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't asking for me. Well, our tweet of the week has to do with sports, which is a nice change of pace so far. <laughs> <laughs> We just like hanging out with each other. Yeah. We forgot we do a sports show. That's yeah, yeah. that's what this whole thing but is it's about. It's not a good one. So um, like, is, did we actually pick one out? Because I yeah, can, let's talk about the game that's tonight. Well, yeah. but, so you can throw tweet of the week to my poll. I put up a poll because I'm going to the Rocky Mountain Showdown tonight, which I'm super excited about. I haven't been in a couple of years, um, but my poll was just go Buffs or go Rams, and I'll tell the random Twitter guy to retweet it from where Stamp Sports Show period. But Rams are getting clobbered right now, which I. think think you're both Rams fans? Negative. No, are I you know. a bus guy? I am a bus guy, although I'm a Colorado football guy. Yeah, like, me I don't too. have a and necessarily a um, like an allegiance to one or the other. Yeah, me too. Um, I've always been a CU fan just because that's the way I was born and raised. Mm-hmm. You know, in Colorado you had Denver Broncos, CU football mm-hmm. for the longest time. I mean, the other sports slowly trickled their way in, but that's what's rooted. Yeah. And until they went got really bad, like uh, the Rick Neuheisel era, mm. is when they were starting to suck all of a sudden. They were even good then. I mean, oh, at, to, at the oh start. two, oh three, they went to... And that was Barnett. Uh, Gary Barnett. Oh, that was, was Barnett. like late 90s. And I remember it specifically because I was actually living in Boulder at the time, and I was on this outdoor deck. And this was maybe the second year of Neuheisel, or the third, whatever it was, when he was, re- there was really, they were really starting to suck. And... Um, I was out on the deck, like in a, and it was like overlooking Pearl Street Mall, and there's Rick Neuheisel, and he's like hanging out, having dinner, and he's on one of the tables where you can, you, you probably see you from the street. Well, mm-hmm. you obviously could, because mm-hmm. someone from the street shouted like, "Hey, it's Rick Neuheisel," and he does this thing where he leans and kind of waves over, and you hear, "You suck." <laughs> <laughs> And it was like this <laughs> chuckle, like around the rooftop and a couple of smattering. <laughs> like uh, what about you, Beardo? I mean, you're a CSU guy. I know you lived up there for a while. Uh, in all honesty, I bounce back and forth for who I'm rooting for every year. Like I'm really, I went to UNC, man. So I know like, you did. I, I've never had just a solid allegiance to one or the other. I'm wearing my CSU Aggies hat. Right, today. right. That happened to be a gift that I got for Christmas. So I'm like, eh, I'll root for CSU today. Plus, they made me a lot of money as a bartender. I was so going to say you threw, you threw down <laughs> quite a few years at a pretty serious sports bar up there. Yeah, seven years. Uh, so I'm surprised that you're not more well proud we, to be there. There were a lot of times where I looked at the people who were proud to be and i was like why <laughs> you, you know isn't it worse that whatever it is it seems to be the loudest person that's like claiming allegiance to whatever you want to be allegiant to too you're just like just stop i don't want you to you, <laughs> you should not represent you are not representative of me fan base. Uh, there were also a couple of times where i had to break up fights with football players that were involved so that oh. like that'll put a bad taste in your mouth when you look at it and you're like bro you are not that guy so chill out 
Like, let's bring yeah. it down a notch. <laughs> All right. Right. <laughs> well, that said, at the beginning of the year, that's what I would say. I'm going to root for CU. I wouldn't, it doesn't, it's not going to break my heart if they lose. And say, for example, you know, halfway through the season, CSU is doing better and has a better shot of, you know, doing something later in the season bowl-wise, like, I will very much root for them to, yeah. uh, to, yeah. to win. So I want them both to win. But Same to thing with Air Force. You know, like, I'm rooting for Air Force. I always want them to be good. I remember that one year they got up to, like, number seven in the polls or something like mm-hmm. that. It's always fun when any Colorado team it, is good. It's fun. With, yeah, it, like, it's it's just fun to root for your, your home state a little bit. Like, yeah. And we get the CU-Nebraska rivalry, and obviously I'm going to be rooting for CU. I right. CU-Nebraska games as a kid. That was So fun, two but. quick questions about the showdown. One, who you rooting for tonight? So, Steve, you said CU. CU. Yeah. I'll take CSU in this one. You go CSU? I'm going with my CSU you gotta, you friends. Gotta, you got a dog in his fight. I was going to say, well, maybe I won't, and we'll just let you two fight it out because it's nice and even. Okay. How about that? Uh, and <laughs> That then, was a very much I don't want to make a decision. D- uh, I like both teams. Um, <laughs> no, if you if you force my hand, I'll pick. I'll be a buff. I Man, I've gone to so many games up at Folsom, and it's just a different level, man. It mm-hmm. is so cool to watch a game up there. Well, that was the other thing. When, I, when we, I mean, you, you did it too, but when we worked in promotions here, yeah. we worked the CU games, which yeah. were a blast to go to. Yeah, I went to the. I went to the. I think the last time they rushed the field at Folsom Field, they beat Georgia in like week three, and we're talking AJ Green, wow, Matt Stafford, Georgia, or maybe it was Aaron Murray. I don't know, but it was it was like it was power Georgia, and sure. they beat them at Folsom Field. And I had snuck into the student section because I was like whatever twenty four, and I'm like I'm gonna sit in the student section instead of in actual seats. And then they rush the field, and I'm like. Well, well <laughs> uh, gotta go. <laughs> um, but oh, and then the other question I have real quick, any Rocky Mountain Showdown memories for you guys? Honestly, no. no? I mean, what about other, you? other than just like little like parties, any party I've ever gone to that's like a Rocky Mountain Showdown party has all been CSU people because uh, Kendra, my wife, she graduated from CSU and oh, all her friends. Ooh, so okay, a little family again, rivalry. There's, I mean, for the, the friends maybe, but for Kendra, I'm sure she could really hear less who clearly doesn't listen to this podcast yeah, uh, no. <laughs> beard uh i might have some memories but i think that i partied too much with the csu kids yeah. at the tailgate in college so yeah, you know whatever happens. memories i had are gone now <laughs> that happens it's kind of a kind of a mess at the stadium uh mine is bradley van pelt okay oh, do you remember yeah. do you remember that was when the game like mattered it was on abc it was on national television is that the year they were tear gas and everyone too because that think was a so. good memory as well it was the that last was- like night game they did for a while yeah and they and, stopped uh, serving booze they stopped serving <laughs> the whole nine yards but that was like Sonny Lubick Bradley Van Pelt versus Joe Clatt wasn't it Joel Clatt and like the Buffs team that had just gone to the Rose Bowl or something like that you know right. what I mean like it was a it was a big freaking deal uh, and that was that's my memory that was it. a pretty high scoring game all the way around yeah, wasn't it? yeah it was a comeback win BVP uh, brought him all the way back yeah, and they won yeah. and then we all thought he was going to make the Broncos <laughs> well he was for a little while and then he, he just did. wasn't yeah, our savior yeah. <laughs> alright sweet let me find my thing here and there we go <clears throat> topic one well the preseason has come to an end. Thank God. We, we, had, uh, we, had, we have real football in just a little over a week, but we still have some season uh, matters to attend to before that happens, and that is cutting down to the final 53. The thing that is fun about this, and I kind of like how the NFL did this, is that they got to carry 90 guys all the way through 
to this point. I hate that. <laughs> Why do you like that? The fun thing. I think it's like, fun because it's just like <laughs> you get oh, you it, suckers. I think you. I think that it gives some of those guys who are on the bubble a little bit of an extended chance, as opposed to being eliminated a little too early. Although when they did it like the old way, when they slowly cut people, that gave them a chance to find their spot, maybe on another roster right. earlier yeah, with teams that had specific needs and they needed it and they needed to take care of it. Yeah, I. Uh, and it's funny that you brought that up because this was a point that I wanted to make listening to John Elway last night. That's still very much a real possibility. He was yeah. talking about the pro scouting process that their guys go through. And he was just like, look, man, it, just because we're cutting down to 53 doesn't mean that there's not a young guy that we've been watching that was maybe a fifth round pick or something that we wanted to get, but we couldn't get. Now right. we have our chance. Like there's going to be guys that we bring in into this process. Um, even as we get down to the final 53 on Saturday by 2 p.m. Yeah. O-line, O-line, O-line. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know. Just like- well, and here's the other thing about it, which I feel like you guys um, haven't sucked for a really long time. And so as the Bills fan, I have to walk you through um, <laughs> sucking in the offseason that is included with it. Um, and so one of the things that uh, is super important is the the waiver claim order for this cutdown is the opposite or is the is the. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Draft order, right? It's the opposite of the standings last year. Oh, so we're looking pretty good. Yeah, the Broncos are fifth Number in the five. waiver order, which is huge, right? You only have four teams in front of you that can pick up a guy. So like John Elway was saying, it's not just like if you want a guy, you hope that you put in a claim and you get him. you got a good shot to pick up a talented guy who maybe Cleveland doesn't need or New York doesn't need or whatever. Uh, you end up in a really good spot there. Uh, during cutdown day to pick up some some talent that just maybe was uh, capped casualty somewhere else mm-hmm. or anything like that. Well, the Broncos are a good example in a couple of different spots too, where I feel like wide receiver they're fairly deep. Like there's some guys that aren't going to make the team that were shining in the preseason. There's yeah. guys in the their running back depth draft picks that might not make the team. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. We have the opposite when it comes to our line, like our O line. But there, I'm sure there are other teams out there that are just flush with right guards or or whatever it might be. Yeah. So let's start with the giant elephant in the room for the Broncos. Does Paxton Lynch make this team? He listen. I didn't get to watch, but I saw the highlights from last night, and he put up a night, man. Yeah, he had a what was it a, a 141 QB rating? Yeah, he, it was like what 14 of 15 and two TDs or something like that. 40 yards, yeah. like yeah, so, I yeah. really hope some other team was watching that. <laughs> and was really impressed by it, so we can get a draft pick for him. No, there's no way you get a draft pick. Like for even him. a seventh, no a conditional, chance. no. In 2022, no. <laughs> you'd, you'd have to package it with another player. That's why I think the Shane Ray 
trade with a Paxton Lynch package was so intriguing week three of preseason. But I, I don't, keep that depth. He's, yeah. He'll probably be gone next year. I don't know if we, if it's worth dumping a, a getting a late round pick for for Shane Ray just for what the value could be. If you need him, I mean, he's still going to contribute to this, oh, yeah, team this year. And even if you don't get, you know, re-sign him at the end of the year, which is unlikely at this point, since he'll be, if he if he has a good year, he'll be too expensive. If he doesn't have a good year, then he'll probably, you know, whatever. Um, he'll get, he'll sign with another team. He'll definitely get a job yeah. next year. So Shane that's Ray, it. Back to like what we do have, like going on. Like I think, I just don't. I think at, there's a certain point, you know, if as a successful organization or a person you know in your daily life you have to you have to recognize even if you really you know put your mind to something and start working towards something and it's just not working you have you you can't be afraid to to quit like if there's a there's certain tenacity and like there's something that's celebrated like in our culture with that and i get it but there's also something about just finding out realizing when enough is enough and like moving on and stop wasting your energy and i think that's where we're at with paxton lynch should be that at least yeah, I think I mean if if the Broncos are are going off of the numbers that Paxton put up last night cuz it finally looked like it was going to click for him after 4 weeks, then they're just they're I think they're in the spot now where they're like, well, it's going to cost us more money to just straight up cut him. So, let's see if he's a serviceable third backup. Right. Or, or third guy on the team. Um, I think it's clear cut now at this point that Chad Kelly is the number two. I don't think that there's any way Paxton can win that job back. And it should be. And to go and to stretch that further, it's a, a solid number two. Like a number two where you like, maybe it, we can cultivate this into something special here in a couple is of years. Is it though? So let, me, so let me take that another step further, right? You're going to have guys like, oh, Drew Stanton who might get cut. Right, like listen to what you're saying. Like listen to the words coming out of your mouth. Like, like, as far like, as a serviceable backup goes, yeah. you're hoping with Chad Kelly, you get NFL experience with a guy like Drew Stanton. Like, what if a guy like Hoyer gets cut? Wait, Hoyer, he's with New England. Yeah, I don't know if he, I don't know if that's gonna happen. I don't think it will. It might though. So my question for you is just you don't want to pay any mind to any backup quarterback that comes across the waiver wire. Not really. Like I mean, he's shown that he can do it. I mean, if it if it really you're really putting all your your eggs in the Case Keenum basket anyway at this point. Like why? I mean, other teams have given up on quarterbacks that ended up being very good at some point in the future anyway. We got a two year deal with Case Keenum. Like I don't think there's I think there's very low risk keeping around a guy that has shown that he can take care of business in the preseason, which is all you can really do at this point. Like he's shown all he could show uh when it comes to whether he should be a backup quarterback or not. I don't know what else you need. Like if you would have drafted this guy in the fifth round last year, he would definitely be on your team. Just because you happen to draft him with the very last pick in the draft shouldn't color your view just like the fact that you picked Paxton Lynch in the first round oh yeah so listen I I think maybe you are uh, maybe I'm off a little bit for you I don't think Chad Kelly gets cut in any way no I don't think it gets cut but I also but think I that think you, you don't could, need three quarterbacks I think you could carry three quarterbacks if the third isn't Paxton Lynch right like if if the third quarterback is you know uh 
gosh, I'm trying to think of, of like a good example. Like Matt Moore. Uh, not even Matt Moore. He's Matt Moore's a free agent right now. He would have been brought in already. Right. I'm just saying um, like a guy. But like Ryan Matt. Fitzpatrick, you know what I mean? Like and a name that was tossed around on Twitter last night was Matt McGloin, who Bill sure. Musgrave has Right. Rapport with. Right. I do like that. Like name. Fitzpatrick's going to end up Look starting away. in. He's going to end up starting in Tampa Bay, so that's a bad example. But I'm talking like a solid backup quarterback. Maybe has some starting time in the league. You are have no interest in carrying three okay. quarterbacks uh, and uh, bringing a guy like that in. That said, sure. Um, the other part though is carrying Paxton Lynch has no value to this team whatsoever. No, not at all. So that's I guess that's my take on it. Yeah. Like, but because if you brought in a backup, he's your backup, and you're not going to play Chad Kelly. Right. So you're just going to use up a roster spot just yeah. to hang yes. on to him just in case? Just yes. like, okay. Because you believe you can make the playoffs this year and you don't want that to ride on Chad Kelly if Case Keenum, who's had concussion problems, gets hit. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's like the little things like that. You know, you think about massive injuries. Sometimes there's just a small injury. Oh, like, not yeah. that a concussion is like small injury. I get it. But it doesn't take much to sideline him for a couple of games right exactly and with somebody with i mean you remember that hit he took that's the famous hit it's why they put in the concussion protocol right where he was with the rams and he took that hell of a hit and went right back out on the field and like said he didn't remember the end of the game you know right. what i mean it's not like it hasn't happened to him before um, well, so that's the quarterback position. <laughs> yeah. uh, Philip Lindsay gonna make the team. Yes. Heck yeah, awesome. There's, there's absolutely. Yeah, he didn't he even was, play. Yeah, he didn't even play in the fourth game, which yeah. is cool. I mean, I saw a voice of the Broncos, Rick Lewis, uh, tweet out like, "When was the last time an undrafted free agent?" Did so well his rookie year. He didn't even play in the fourth game because you knew he was a lock. So that's kind of impressive. So that's, I think that's where this Paxton Lynch conversation will come full circle because we have to look at the running back room and the wide receiver room and what we do there to see if that extra roster spot is going to be needed. As it stands right now, what everybody's kind of predicting is the running backs were going to carry four and Andy Janovich. So really. Five guys in the backfield. Okay. The guy, the the odd man out is David Williams. He makes our practice squad. Yeah, yeah that's fine. fine. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the guy who was the one lowest on the list was D'Angelo Henderson, who I thought looked better than Booker. I know you always like him. <laughs> you, you've liked him for. He's two little, years but he's now. electric. Like you, I feel like he has that chance to do something. Yeah, I don't know. I but mean, he's had very little chance. I mean, last year, he, what he. Fumbled on a fake punt and yeah, that that's the thing. It. Like he doesn't really contribute a ton on special teams, does he? He hasn't had the opportunity to do much yeah. either. Well, that's and that's the that's the hardest part with our running back situation is that it is so stacked mm -hmm. that it was really hard, other than uh, Freeman and a Lindsey, to get a good read on really anyone. Even even Booker, like he had a couple of carries here and there, but they pretty much cemented that guy in as the starter week three. And we've had. Plenty of opportunities to see him play Agreed. over the last couple of years. Um, and then the thing with the Henderson and, and Lindsay is they play a similar role. The difference is, is Lindsay just seems like a stronger person. It seems a little, a little more like an NFL running back. Like, uh, I mean, I believe I he's got a step that it was Henderson dubs too. that scoffed at me that uh, Philip Lindsay could fill a Danny Woodhead style of, uh, of role. But I think that's exactly what he could do. Like a lot of catching. You for oh that. yeah, yeah. But we'll we'll check the tape. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, then our wide receivers is where it gets real interesting because of Isaiah McKenzie. 
everybody said that he was going to be the extra guy that they kept in the room because we're keeping Hamilton, we're keeping Sutton. Well, according to the, the depth chart, whenever this you see, you printed this out, like according to this, he's the guy, like he's the punt returner. So he's on McKenzie the team. is yeah. So well, does that depth chart have Pac-Man Jones? That's what on I was going to say. That oh. does that change with a, a brand new cornerback in here? Because they had him back returning punts last night. <laughs> And then he's it, been okay. phenomenal at it over his career. Now, he might be a little spent nowadays, but... I mean, he is 35 years old. He's not as quick as he used to, but if they just want a guy back there that's going to yeah. bring the ball forward 10 yards and hold on to it... Well, and the, like you remember that year where Wes Welker was returning punts, and it was like, we just need you to catch the damn ball yeah. and yeah. wave your hand in the air. Like That's all and you got to like do. And that's like the genius part of it. We were having this discussion earlier about the whole Isaiah McKenzie thing and like the human joystick and like all his potential to, to like pop a play which is all neat, but it's so rare. And like he, what he did mostly last year is put the ball on the ground, which is the worst thing you could do when it comes to a returner. So I will take someone that can just catch the ball and secure it over someone that has the potential to like run it back for a touchdown. Yeah. Seven days a week. Well, and it was, it was second game preseason this year where he fumbled and it cost the Broncos the game. The dude should have been cut like, Last year, like in the, you know, in Kansas City, they should have been like, you don't even get to fly back with us. So you're done. <laughs> and I get it. He's a rookie and like give him a chance and things like that. But I feel like it's just, it's also, we're also all professionals here kind of thing. And like, you should, don't get your feelings hurt when you're not as good as someone else to make the team. And uh, someone else out there will probably give him another chance. Yeah. And the, the receiver that they're saying is going to, make the team over him is because he's been a stellar receiver all preseason. It's Tim Patrick. That sure. guy has been lights out, and I think he was a practice squad body last year. And I think that's where uh, a lot of potential lies is and stuff like that, because you haven't seen out there doing their thing. And we've seen what McKenzie has to offer. Again, he's a rookie, and it's wide receiver, and you never really know for a year or two, but uh, we're pretty stacked at that position already. Yeah. Do we... Um. I don't know. Like looking at the line, I think that's set for both offense and defense. No, no, no. You don't think so? No. Offense? Are you saying no to offense or no to defense? Offense. Yeah, for sure. They offense. are gonna be on the hunt on the waiver wire. If you can find a, a swing, either guard or tackle to back up multiple spots there, that has enough talent to start um, and maybe push these guys in practice, they're going to hop all over that. I would be surprised that they couldn't find someone on the waiver wire that's not working for another team that couldn't start for this team. I can't say specifically who or where, but this line is very similar to what it was last year, and last year was not good. Well, uh, I, I guess when I say it's set, I don't see any. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The big surprises coming off of. The line. No, I think I think Menelik Watson was your surprise, and it already happened. Yeah, they already right. got rid of that. Yeah, so, so I think yeah, so I think we're good there. Yeah, yeah. and the then uh, I, and you guys know the depth chart better than me. With the signing of Pac-Man, uh, any thoughts on cornerback? Who's is anybody going to be out of a uh, job there? Let's see. Actually, look at this front line by the way first for that. Derek Wolf, Pecco, Gotsitz, Bradley Chubb, Von Miller. That is about as formidable as it gets for a if. 
a defensive line in football. So cornerbacks, uh, Roby, Chris Harris Jr. So in their regular package, no, he's not going to bump either of those guys out. No. But, but if they spread it out, if they go to more of a, you know, diamond. So how many cornerbacks are you keeping? Five? Uh, well, they're keeping, they're keeping right? all so, these guys. Tremaine Brock. Um, I don't know about their third stringers here, CJ Smith and Brendan Lang. Um, that's the guy that I think is out. Right. I think Brendan Langley is gone. Well, and my Langley question. Cut me off here. It was like, <laughs> my question was going to be, if you're going to carry four safeties, can you carry five cornerbacks? And I don't know if you can. That's a lot. That's a lot of defensive backs. Now they can help on special teams, so that's good. But if you're keeping Sewer Cravens, Will Parks, Justin Simmons, and Darian Stewart, does Tremaine Brock or Isaiah Get or uh, Isaac Yadam lose a spot? Because yes, I think C.J. Smith and Brendan Lang are gone. But with Pac-Man coming in, I think you still keep five corners and. I think you keep five corners. Are any of these guys big enough to, to play a, a swing like with safety or anything? I don't know the answer to that. So like, so like almost so. a fifth of your roster is defensive backs. Then mm-hmm. I think that's you need tough. it. That's that's where our biggest problem has been so far this preseason. Well, so, so they don't keep Paxton Lynch, they could do that's no problem. No. Um, and then of <laughs> course, when it comes to special teams, that's all set. I'm I'm looking forward to the well, probably extra five yards in attempt we're going to get out of Marquette King. Um, McManus is obviously solid. Returners, Lindsey, and at the moment, McKenzie. Your yeah. boy, Isaiah McKenzie. I think, I think that's our lineup, boys. <laughs> lay, it, <laughs> lay it on thick for Isaiah McKenzie, Steve. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> well, we're going to lay it on thick regardless to something about something. Uh, here is what we do in the Worst Damn Sports Show. Pause for a second and lay praise where we can. Yeah, we're so mean all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to start with uh, what we started with, and that's the uh, the Rocky Mountain Showdown and showing up on one of the best mascots in all of college football is Ralphie, the actual buffalo that they <laughs> run onto the field. Wait, you don't like Chip? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just generally, mascots give me the creeps anyway. Yeah. So it's like the, the actual buffalo. I know they've gone through a smattering of them, yeah. uh, but you, you, it's a it's a female buffalo. Mm-hmm. It's little, like as far as buffaloes go, <laughs> typically, because they got to run with this thing. And it's funny if you listen to any of the handlers that have ever dealt with Ralphie. So you watch them run. They got like eight people uh, surrounding Ralphie, with some kind of leash, running as fast as they possibly can to try to keep up with this beast and just trying to control it at all. I can't imagine. Like, have you ever touched a buffalo at all? Yeah, they're just such a powerful animal, man. It's like a rock covered in fur. (laughs) (laughs) And as as far as like, um, and I love the handle that CU, they could have easily at some point during the birth of Twitter named themselves like C-U-C-O football or something like that. Right. But it's Run Ralphie Run is right. their is their tag and they've yeah. stuck with it forever. So that's what I'm like. The handlers too, like you were mentioning. So there's like three of them that have leashes right. who are just like trying to slow it down. But they have to try out yeah. to make sure they can run fast enough to, to run alongside the bull. Then, yeah. So I was talking to them about the tryout and they're like, not only do you have to run alongside of Ralphie, but Think about the path that it takes, right? It runs down to one end zone, turns, and then turns again and runs into the the cart on the other side. Yeah. So they're like, they're the people on the outside have to literally put their shoulder like into Ralphie yeah. to get it to turn. <laughs> and like, I can't imagine being like, 
hey, giant wild animal who's <laughs> twice the size of me, I'm going to put my shoulder into you so I can get you to turn on the field. Like, it's crazy. They suggest that you move this way by <laughs> putting my whole body weight down to you. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to lay it on thick for a story that I found uh, about some hikers here in Colorado. If you guys missed this story, there was a couple of groups of hikers going up Gray's Peak earlier this week. Uh, one of them had an older lady in this uh, in their group, and she fell and sprained her ankle, and she couldn't get back down the mountain. So this group of young lads that was hiking behind them was just like, you know what? We'll help you out. We've done these 14ers before. We consider ourselves veterans. They picked this lady up, put her on their back, and hiked back down the mountain like it was no problem. Wow. They were just like, all right, we're going to help this lady get back down. We're cool. Everybody's cool. All right, we're helping you out. Good good deed on those hikers. Wow. I did see some of these pictures. <laughs> yeah. Like the That's dude was literally like... Like it was like a bag across his shoulders, just yeah. carrying her down the mountain, like it was no big deal. And going down sometimes is the worst part too. You're like, Ugh, yeah, because uh, you hit a rock uh, and you're falling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're tumbling down that mountain. Nice old, work, old lady carriage. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, I was woefully unprepared uh, for this, but I did just kind of want to lay it on thick. I, I know it's kind of maybe cheesy or whatever, but just. Football is back, guys. Hey. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning and college game day is gonna be on, and then I'm gonna watch like four football games in a row of teams that I don't care for at all and haven't followed even the slightest. But I can't wait to watch, you know, Ohio versus uh, Florida State University or whatever it yeah. is. Michigan Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple really yeah. big games: Washington, Auburn, Michigan, Notre Dame, mm-hmm. uh, Louisville, Alabama. There's a couple really big games, but I'm just excited it's back, man. Every year, I end up posting a picture of my TV guide, like on Xfinity, and it just says like college football, college football, college football, and I'm just, I don't know. Oh yeah, it just reminds me, it's time to fire up the red zone too. That's right, man. Get your pumpkin spice latte and (laughs) sit down for some fall college football. There's one guy in our uh, promotions department that's a giant Oklahoma fan, yeah, and he came to me last week as I was making the promotion schedule, and it was just like, um. Can I have uh, Saturday afternoon off? I want to watch OU. And I was like, well, how, who are they playing? He's just like, oh, like Florida Ivory Coast. I don't really know. <laughs> no, I think actually they're playing Florida Atlantic, which Maybe is, that's what it is Lane Kiffin's <laughs> team. Okay. But anyway, you but know, still, so Goobs, I'm going to call him out. I, you don't have to hide his name, Goobs. I know you're going to be drunk on Saturday. Don't try to lie about what you're doing. It was funny was when you said that. I was like randomly thinking about Rick Neuheisel earlier and how he's just gotten so many passes, even though he sucked like over the years. And I was like, <laughs> he's like Lane Kiffin, man. He just keeps getting jobs. It was, <laughs> there it is. That's synchronicity. That's good luck. Second topic. Well, with the return of football. Comes Steve's favorite time of year. Yeah! Fantasy football season. Well, as a uh, two-time defending oh, champion for this. I knew God, that we, oh, I knew that we were going to say I do have up. something to offer when it comes to this, <laughs> this department. So where should we start? Um, the, with the fact that you drafted Aaron Rodgers in the third round. Yeah, late in the third round on a standard scoring team in a 14-team it's league. I thought that was a It's not standard scoring. It's half PPR. Steel. It's half PPR? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep telling us about your championship, Steve. I actually wanted to pose the question. And Has we, it always been half PPR? <laughs> Yeah, it's been at PPR for like four years now. Wow. Doesn't even know his own league rules. Uh, I did want to pose the question on when is the best time 
to draft a fantasy football team. We actually threw this poll up on Twitter the other day, and the question was, is it before the preseason wraps up, or is it after everything's done, we know the cuts, we know who's making the team? Does that influence, I guess, the time? Dude, if you're drafting people that don't make their actual team, then you got I mean, It's that. happened, so, like, though. I, like When you have a draft in the second preseason well, week... Okay, that's too early. <laughs> Where we did it yesterday was fine. Like, before well, before that game fourth, four, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I See, and I thought about drafting Des Bryant, and he doesn't have a team. Here's a... You, okay, we I've thought about this question. before. I think that's just a different angle. Like, so say for example, all these different angles that we take half point PPR with our fourteen team. The fact that ours has no waiver period. It's like weird stuff. No, like it that. does not. You not even paying attention at all. Is that a new thing? <laughs> it too? does. They added a waiver it. this year. Okay, yeah, because people is. got tired of people picking up players in the middle of a game. Right. It was Matt. Like it was Matt Quain and Steve <laughs> were picking up players <laughs> while they're sitting at home watching their red zone, and I'm all drunk at the Lodos watching the Bills or play. Some of us. Are working <laughs> for other events, caring. <laughs> okay, but then there's like you know what? I got another team that's like two quarterbacks. You know, like whatever. There's all these different levels that you can play. I think there is something to be said about having a draft, which I've never done. Say like the first preseason game. So that way, it's like that oh extra level Lord. of like what could happen. I know somebody who drafts in the summertime. Or, or a summertime draft. Yeah, yeah, like right after the – they do it right like May, like right after like the, the NFL draft. draft. Yeah. yeah, Who are these people? The idea is you're sp- it adds a whole different layer where preseason is like it is for the actual NFL teams where you are – on that waiver wire, dropping people and picking people up, trying to fill out that bottom part of your roster that maybe you guessed wrong on in the regular year. Sure. You know what? I thought I was a fantasy football nerd. I am I am not on that level because <laughs> that mean, is I just too cool. soon. No, we, we that's not We also have fun. another guy in the building that does a dynasty team where mm-hmm. your salary is last year's highest point total. Which I think that's fun. So every year you get to keep as many players as you can fit under your salary cap, which is last year's highest point total. So if you just crushed it a game or for the entire season? For the entire season. Okay. It's the highest for the league. Like it's the highest point total for the league. But then everybody's salaries are the points that they scored. So if, you know, Aaron Rodgers put up 350 points last year, then he costs 350 points to keep. Yeah. And the only thing that changes with it is if you draft somebody as a rookie, you get them on a quote rookie deal where the first year it's 25% of their points. The second year it's 50% of their points. The third year it's 75% of their points. And then the fourth year you got to pay their full salary. So for the rest of normal humans and whatever <laughs> they're doing. No, that's such a good <laughs> nerding fantasy No, it football. is. It's very nerding. I'm just saying for anyone out there like thinking about their drafting. Because like, I, I have a couple coming up on Labor Day, which is really yeah, me normal. Too. That's a, a common thing. I have thing. two. I have two at the same time. Same. <laughs> In the same platform, too. So I got to navigate that. Uh, <laughs> um, is that, you know, to explain my theory on picking up Aaron Rodgers at the back end of a 14-team league, whatever, uh, they're... When it comes to drafting a quarterback, I agree. Generally too early. But when it comes to drafting Aaron Rodgers, mm. for me, that quarterback is is at that point, it's like I've had him before, so I'm I'm familiar with that person playing yeah. quarterback for me. And it is so comforting to know that that is your guy. I know. Set it, forget it. I you know. don't care about the matchup. But 
and he's going to give you a touchdown more than most any other person you're going to draft at that position. But but what? The point difference between him and Andrew Luck or Jared going to be Goff, a touchdown a game. Not a touchdown a game. It will be. It's not a touchdown a Board game. Board bet. His, <laughs> his point total is like 350, whereas Jared Goss from last year was like 345. He missed like most of the season. I mean, like the projected <laughs> point total. You okay. know what I mean? Like what I'm just the the difference in points between them is negligible. And I've made that argument before when it comes to tight end. Tight end is a, is a similar thing. You There's a ha- small tier right. at the top. You have to start one of them. And the difference between Gronk or Kelsey and then, you know, the random. Rest. Yeah, like <laughs> the, random. The difference between Gronk, Zach Kelsey. Uh, mm, I don't know if I'd put Ertz in that oh, category. Oh, I would definitely put Ertz in Burton, there. maybe? Trey we'll Burton. We'll with, see. He's, he's with a new team. There's potential yeah. there. Rudolph, maybe. Yeah. Not Rudolph. Like, he is like a zero or two touchdowns. Like, he, that's the thing. He has a big swing that you get someone like, say, for example, uh, Greg Olson, where you know he's going to be a consistent target. You know he's going to get you yards and he's probably going to get you some touchdowns. It is worth it to reach a little bit for a guy like that. But once those guys are gone, I forget agree. it. Wait till like your last pick of the draft. That makes sense on tight end for me. That doesn't make sense on quarterback. For only a couple of quarterbacks and for this year it was Aaron Rodgers and that was pretty much it for me and I don't love his weapons this year I mean his go-to receiver is Adams and that finished up last year pretty damn good I mean he's I'm not saying he's a bad wide receiver I'm just saying there's better wide receiver corps in the league he is he's pulling a Tom Brady right you're saying these guys are going to be good because they're playing with you period Tom Brady I trust less only because it's got to fall off the cliff some point. Right, that's true. Well, it's, um, it's kind of the Peyton Manning effect, right? Like yeah. going going full circle with this conversation. With Peyton Manning first came to the Broncos, he had decent wide receivers. Demarius Thomas is an elite wide receiver. They brought in Wes Welker, but it was whoever Peyton Manning threw to looked good. So I yeah. think that's kind of dubs well, his points you, with Aaron yeah, Rodgers. A and you bit. saw with Julius Thomas, right? Julius right. Thomas was in that elite level of tight yeah. end, and now he's looking for a job. Well, no, he he quit. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when which he is, left, which is what could Jimmy Graham could be this year? Could be because could be. Could because be. there's yeah. not a lot of other weapons. Yeah, on, that's a good as point. receiver. So. Real quick, do you guys have a sleeper and a rookie that you like? Because I feel like I feel like the when you find that rookie, whoever it is, your Kareem Hunt or whoever, yeah. that's how you win a league. Uh, maybe I I did draft him in both my leagues so far, and that's uh, Gallup, Michael Gallup from yeah. CU, playing for Dallas right now. CSU, CSU is what I meant. <laughs> uh, just because when you get to that point in the draft where he might not even be drafted in most leagues, be like, throw him on the bench. Right. See what happens. So he's your rookie. Who's your rookie, Beardo? I think the guy that I'm picking, if I have the choice to pick, is Royce Freeman. I think that... He's going way too early for me. I think, But I I would agree with that statement 100%. But if he's the guy that you are locked into for a running back... That's the guy. Yeah, a guy that everybody knows, but I still really like is on Johnson. I think he's going to yeah. end up. I got him in one back. too, and he's there's such a hot mess of running backs in Detroit, but they've yeah. all not been good. It's and I, th- all he has I think to do he's going to. Yeah, I think he's going to flash. And then the one who Saquon. isn't getting picked, <laughs> right? I mean, of course, um, but the one who isn't getting picked, like like your um, Galladay Galloway, what is it? Gallup. Gallup. Yes. Um, like your Gallup is uh, Calvin Ridley. 
Yeah. I, I, I've, Julio Jones has gone through all kinds of injury problems. Mohamed Sanu is good, but he's a number two wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, and I just think he's really talented. He's got a good quarterback in Matt Ryan. They've got a good offensive line. Like, I think Calvin Ridley could end up being a later year really good wide receiver. I don't trust rookie wide receivers as much. I know I picked Gallup, but he's also flashed a lot, and he has even, they even less to, like, he only has Hearns to really compete with, and in Dallas. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're looking at sleepers and wide receiver, you got to talk about Cortland Sutton, right? Like he's a only, guy that but he's stash. also he's not like he's not even starting is the thing. But but he could. Like if he yeah. flashes enough. Yet. <laughs> um and then real quick, do you have a somebody who's not a rookie who's a sleeper? I mean, if Jimmy Graham counts just because he hasn't, sure. he really somebody turned you, it on. I can't can necessarily call him a sleeper. You can't call him a sleeper. Well, but so is. my guy was going to be Chris Hogan, who you made fun of me for drafting before you took Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Now, it was a little bit early for him there uh, in the third round, but he, he doesn't have any, no, Tom Brady doesn't have anybody to throw to. Until they cut Eric five. Decker, they cut Jordan Matthews. Yeah. Edelman's on, uh, is suspended. Amendola's in Miami. And so, like, it's just like he's going to throw it to Gronk and Hogan. You're right. Chris Hogan. You know what I mean? So, and he's we, my yeah. sleeper. If you can get him in round four or five, I think he's going to be a starting caliber. Someone slipping uh, further than that, only because he is suspended, is Edelman. And that's <laughs> right. going to be a guy that you, you forget about that at the beginning of the season. You're like, uh, I need someone to help me now. But yeah. in reality, you need someone to help you the last half of the season. And he's going to be the guy. My guy that I've picked up in. A couple of drafts that I've done already is Corey Clement from the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, look at you digging into their backfield a little bit. He uh, everything you're saying is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's somebody who's going to lose our fantasy football league that we're talking about right now. Our commissioner, actually. (laughs) Uh, No, I think that I think that Corey Clement with Legarrette Blunt no longer being in Philly, uh, JHI's injury history. Mm -hmm. That is a guy that is immediately a plug and play number one. Sproles is still there too, right? He might make a comeback this year. At thirty, I mean, he's five. still fast. He's a dude, he's a guy, whatever. He's, he's not. Like, it's not like he's slow. But I don't all think right, he's bro. got the the versatility to be an every down back like no. a Clement. No, no, so, not at all. That's my guy. Yeah, but here we are. I know it's fun. It feels it, real. It does <laughs> when you start getting into fantasy football and. Like having those drafts, having those conversations, having that smack talk, I think that that's when you're like, okay, fall and football is here. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to take everyone else's money. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny because like right before our draft too, Garrett was like, hey, you want to be in it? No. No, I'm in four already. It's like, I'm it's only there. in two this year. It's That's a good amount. Two is good. Three is fine. Four is too many. I was going to say three is my number. I might wind up being in five. Yeah, that, <laughs> and that's and you're always playing against yourself. That's the that's the worst part about yeah, playing I have too many. It's it's hard to get too excited about any given touchdown because you're like, yeah. I have similar draft <laughs> strategies across the league. Like I I actually prepped this year a lot more than I've ever prepped, and it's because I don't want to play against myself like I did last year. So that's my biggest piece of advice: is do your prep before you go into the draft. <laughs> And, and don't try to like line your team up. It feels nice sometimes. If you oh yeah, no, yeah, I'm yeah, Try yeah. to get the same quarterback so I don't hate myself. And then <laughs> next thing you know, it's, it's the wrong decision. Yeah. All right. Well, we, it's, it's all dependent on where you're picking and what type of league you're in. Like, there's so many factors. Yeah. Oh, and, and before we end this too, the other quarterback I kind of reach for a little bit, maybe put in that tier, and we'll see is Deshaun Watson because Kirk 
Cousins. Gross. Did you just say Kirk Cousins? Oh, yeah. I, just I did. threw up in my mouth a little <laughs> like bit. He's fine. I'm just saying, Deshaun Watson, if you had him on your team when he was rocking last year, you were winning those games. Like, you, you were have, winning those games. If you have Kirk Cousins when he has a hundred thousand weapons to throw to this year right. you're winning those games i'll take carson wentz over kirk cousins how dare you i'll take jared goff <laughs> over kirk cousins <laughs> the guy has never been a viable fantasy quarterback until he Let's got see. an upgraded line and like they're gonna 50 lean on wide receivers. they're gonna they're gonna give him ever opportunity so that's gonna be part of it okay similar to the saquon barkley situation in new york they are going to give him the ball and so you're going to get the opportunity. You know, that's why I didn't want to draft Odell. I was sitting there at number, I think it was number eight yeah. or nine. And Odell Beckham Jr. is the ninth guy there, right? You get through the top running backs, a couple wide receivers. And all of a sudden, Odell's there. And I just, first of all, I and I took him. I effing hate that guy. <laughs> um, but second of all, I just think they're going to lean so much on Saquon that it's just it's yeah. just like I'd rather go with another guy. Don't get guy caught like. up in that I hate that guy thing either. Oh, I know. I've had it's Tom bad. Brady on my team a couple of years. I know. And those are the years it's, I was like, that guy's all right. I don't know what everyone's complaining about. you got to put aside your feelings, <laughs> but I just really I, fucking hate that guy. You know, there's, there's picks that I've not made out of passion of hatred. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's roll this. Where we wrap things up here in the Worst Damn Sports Show period with the worst thing that we came across one way or another. And I, I think we we're all struggling just a little bit to try to come up with something for... Yeah, I got to go personal life on mine. And all right, I'm struggling fire away. So, much. Uh, so I went on a first date last night. As I Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, the date went great. She was very nice. It was wonderful. Uh, except for the two times where a drunk guy from Philadelphia <laughs> uh, recognized my voice and asked, started talking to me while I was on my first date. So the first time it's like, hey man, what's up? I appreciate you listening. Thanks, right? The second time he has had a couple beers at this point and her and I are sitting out on the patio just sitting, talking, having a drink. And he comes over and pulls up a chair and sits <laughs> down next to us and starts talking to us. And I was just like, man, listen, I can you go away? Yeah. I'm on a first date. <laughs> did you actually say that? Be like, I'm on a date, or did uh, you just write it out? No, I wrote it out. Yeah. She was she was good about it. She was pretty sarcastic herself, so her and I had a little bit of fun with him. There you go. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so you're the worst, dude. I mean, look, I appreciate you. I love you. Just on a first date, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll go with. I'm gonna wrap this in, and the worst being the NFL, and not like football in general but how uh they're they're well they're gonna feel it soon enough it was announced yesterday that they're going to trial with uh, the colin kaepernick thing like they've been pushing forever for some type of mediation for some type of judgment settlement for it to all be done but no they're going to trial which is like the nfl's worst nightmare that they stretched this out so long right. it was they were hoping just to get a money payout and be like be gone for you but now we're gonna like have a just a roster call of all these people being called up on the stand to like have to air and it i would imagine along the way if anyone doesn't know what you're talking about then hey welcome to sports uh but colin kaepernick's collusion thing basically all the nfl owners and stuff were saying don't give this guy a job because we don't like him they're all gonna have to explain themselves and i would imagine along the way someone's story is not gonna match and it's gonna be big problems for the nfl so uh you're the worst you should have done it in the first place how about yeah, that right. yeah that's a good point uh, I'm going to say that the worst is the San Diego Padres. <laughs> yesterday, San Diego. Uh, yesterday, they were playing the Rockies, and they decided to put on their big board a giant photo of Matt Holliday as he was coming up to bat. 
But they didn't just leave it there. They could have just left it there. He could have just batted it. It would have been fine. But instead, they had to caption it underneath with fun facts. Rockies tweeted an edited pick with I touched home on the back of his player's weekend jersey. In parentheses, they put he didn't. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> we all know he, he, did. he didn't. So this is obviously going to be a conversation between Colorado and San Diego that never ends. Yeah. But they, they really took the trolling the, <laughs> to a new level with that sign. So Rocky's Twitter, I expect you to follow <laughs> back with this. It would be simple enough, actually. Let's do this. Let's check the scoreboard of that game. Yep, looks like he did. <laughs> That's settled. Cool, we'll see you guys <laughs> yeah, in the playoffs yeah. this year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Never mind, Rocky's Twitter, we got you. <laughs> and that's it. We're Stan Sports Show, period, for this. Have a phenomenal Labor Day, if that's what you're doing. Until next time, bye. Oh, follow us at Where's Dan. Yeah, do that. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.